Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Uh, how you doing? I'm good. I'm back at your ear holes. I'm back in your face. I hope you're well. I've I've been good. Just got back from Manchester yesterday. I'm going to a beer festival up there, which was cra- crazy good. Thousands upon thousands of beers. Uh, fighting off a cold at the same time, which was... It's not advisable. Drinking on a cold is weird. It's very uh, almost hallucinatory. It it's kind of gives you that sort of feeling that you you're on those really cheap, shitty drugs that were available at, at like Reading Festival and Leeds Festival back in the late nineties, early noughties. Oh man, I remember those. That that was some that was some trippy shit and pretty nasty. Anyway, um, yeah, it, uh, it, it's been one of those very strange periods for me. In as much as lack of sleep, fighting off a cold, trying to stay fit as well, trying to stay focused on the peloton, and and it's working, it's it's going well. I'm I'm really focused like that. I got this Dennis Morton guy, and he's taking me. <laughs> I think I'm in love with him. Okay, I think it's time that I said it. I'm in love with a man that I've never met before, whose thighs. The sun shines off them like that sun hitting the Mediterranean Sea at 12 noon on a glorious blue summer's day. Blue sky, by the way. Just, it's unbelievable. And he's he's got his beautiful long hair, which he's now got rid of for charity. So there's another reason to love him. Thighs, long hair, donated, and a smile. He's got the most amazing smile that really encourages me. So he's got the, the shiny legs, the long hair that he donates to charity, and a smile, and a playlist. His playlist is great, Black History Month at the moment on, at Peloton, and it's and it's fantastic. So they've got the, 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 sh- the shining thighs and this beautiful um, smile and the hair and the music taste. So it just keeps getting better, better and better. My life is is getting great getting great oh god that's so American that's the other thing I sound like an American now because I'm I'm so focused on on that it's like either script writing or going up to my to to our bedroom and just basically sweating 15 buckets of of sweat obviously uh yeah and it's not it's it's not that it's it's painful it's not painful either I mean it is it is obviously painful but it's in it's where I don't have to go to a sodding gym it's great oh god I hate gyms all those dickheads with their stupid muscles in my face like no I don't want to see that or the limp horrible people that are like stringy and vile and just like trying to get fit but will never get fit you know they're only going down there for like a day and that's it god I'm I'm bitter that's underneath it all I'm just a bitter little bitch that's what I am anyway <laughs> three minutes into this podcast and you don't know what the fuck I'm, what, what the fuck's happening right that's fine I don't care let's roll with that Giles Anderson's on the show this week. Giles Anderson. Giles. Giles Alderson. Giles Alderson is on the show this week. Who is who is that guy? He is a film podcast producer of a wonderful podcast called the uh, Filmmakers Podcast. The Filmmakers Podcast. You get that everywhere. And it's a wonderful show. I've been listening to it now for, I, I don't know, for I guess about six months maybe a bit less and it's turned my turned my life around in terms of just you know motivating me for work and motivating me in my life and also obviously helping me to write stuff and I suggest that and also if you love films there's some great shows on there as well so check it out but we talk a lot about 
his uh, projects. Uh, that's Arlo scratching himself in the background, by the way, uh, dog. And uh, we talk about, yeah, about his past, present and future projects. And it's really exciting. It's really fantastic. It's a really heartfelt conversation. And it's, it's definitely goes a lot um, in a good way. It, we veer away from... Very politics uh, that is it's so um, it's so dull politics at the moment, but not. And I don't mean that in an apathetic way, because I will turn my attention back towards the shit show that's going on within the far right of our um, country and the agenda that's being pushed at the moment, which we're all um, aware of is pretty nasty. Anti anti immigrant immigration, which, you know, policies rather it's going to leave our country bad, bad to the bone, bad to the bone. And and, and I don't give a, a shit anymore. I mean, let's just get them out. Hey, eh? you know, what have they ever done for us? Blah, 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 blah. Aside from that, you're going to really enjoy this because it is it, it touches a lot on animal rights and veganism. And I think a lot of you guys will definitely appreciate that have in this room with me two dogs uh, saved from the meat trade in Thailand uh, and having uh, taken up the challenge of, of pure, like vegetarianism many, many years ago. I've, I've, I've it dipped in between um, being a full-blown uh, vegan to a full-blown pescatarian to a full-blown uh, vegetarian. So it's, it's all it's all um, it's all pretty relevant to me. It's all pretty relevant to you guys. So there's really no reason to not sort of cut down on meat these days. There's really no reason to just 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 at least think about it. At least think about the idea of what your little world can can do. What you can give to the wider world in your own little world. And that's what I think is about, isn't it? The, being a member of society. Um, yeah. Uh, what else have I been up to? I've been reading like crazy about the Second World War. I don't know what happened. I, I have, I have not stopped for the past two months. It's absolutely insane. That one specific person, Anthony Beaver. I haven't stopped. I feel like I'm in love with two men right now. I feel like I'm in love with Dennis Morton on Peloton with the shiny legs and the face and the the, the lovely loveliness, and Anthony Beaver. Now Anthony's a lot older. A lot older. 70s possibly but age don't mean a thing I, I i'm tempted to also fall in love with him as well i mean let's get with it you know i could probably learn a lot from him you know he could uh definitely woo me with his stories about like you know himmler's britches and uh you know the uh final destruction of berlin with hitler being <laughs> Oh, he shot himself. Poor bastard. Sorry if you didn't know that spoiler and all that kind of stuff, but he did. Wanker. Uh, anyway. <laughs> oh, Hitler. He was a dickhead. He really was. But anyway, what have you been up to? Huh? Have you been reading about the Second World War? What have you been, what have you been doing? Thinking about spring is coming? Because it is. Regardless of this seven fucking storm to come to the British Isles in the last two days, regardless of all that, and the pissing rain against the window, I I think spring's coming, in fact I, I, I'd I say being out in the garden that because I'm a gardener I'd say it's coming a lot earlier than usual I mean, it's beautiful you've got the cherry blossom it's kind of getting ready to come out and plum trees are already popping out you know, daffodils have been out already for about a month, good god Anyway, here's a conversation I had with a lovely man called Giles Alderson. Check his podcast out. Okay, Filmmakers Podcast. It's got awesome films he's going to talk about, so make sure you make notes. Make sure you keep checking out my website, somedaysarediamonds.co.uk. 
because it's got a really fun short film on there, which you'll, you'll enjoy because it will take your mind off all the absolute chaos and shit that's happening in, in the world right now. Okay? Just do it. Somedaysdiamonds.co.uk. I love you. I want you in my life forever. Don't ever leave me. If you leave me, I will fall apart. Okay? When I came up with this idea to yeah. talk about films and politics, I came up with it fucking ages ago. I wanted to talk to several different people about it, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But the chain of getting people into... Because I'm just used to going to like Portcullis House, par- Parliament or whatever, yeah. and just sitting in a really nice quiet office. And MPs want to fucking talk. And I'm not saying actors and directors don't want to talk. They all want to talk. Mm-hmm. Right? But it's just so much more closeted and it's easy to just go in, do the interview and fuck off. And they're all used to it. I've tried musicians. Forget it. Trying to interview musicians is impossible. Isn't that politics. interesting? Because, yeah. Is it because politicians, have, they have to have something to say, otherwise they're not being political? Yeah. Right? So yeah, therefore exactly. their voice has to be heard as a kind of, I am now being political because I have to tell you something about my stances right. so you believe in them. And they just keep talking. Yeah. yeah. Whereas musicians, their music off. does the talking, right? Mm. And I think directors and writers and... Um, not actors per se, but certainly directors and writers and producers, it's a much more, well, what do you want me to say? Yeah. And uh, as much as I love doing that, I always, I always find that. I think you have to find your way through it. Whereas, like you say, politicians, they want to talk. They want to talk yeah. bullshit. Exactly. And not <laughs> it's all like a party, party line, party politics, mm-hmm. any opportunity. And, like, and yeah, like what I learned, because I used to do a bit of music journalism. Oh, did you? Where were you at? Um, oh, like a really, really small magazine called Spill in Guildford. This was Sweet. Like, yeah, it used to ran, it ran for about three or four years. Yeah. And I used to get, I used to blag like a motherfucker. I used of to course. get interviews with like um, Damon, not Damon Albon, uh, Graham Coxon, and like people like the Future Heads. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm just, just bullshitting, blagging, blagging, blagging. That's how we do it, right? Isn't that but, all we do in life? Right, yeah. That's what politicians do. Yeah, but it's just, it's just so funny how it's, very, it's a freaking talent to try and get stuff out of people. And, yeah. and musicians can be really difficult. So I was like, I gave up with musicians because I was like, music and politics are probably, I don't know, they're more, they're kind of almost run parallel with movies in politics, I think, mm-hmm. because... You know, it can be so cutting. You know, Dylan about like what well, I was going to talk later about the film, the, the Hurricane with um, uh, what's his fucking Denzel name? Washington. Denzel Hurricane. Washington, yeah. right? Nice and, film. Yeah, and that's a cracking film, right? Sure. And then he, and then Dylan writes a song about it, and then there's a film about it, blah blah blah. But but I, I don't know. Like I, I just think trying to find musicians to talk, especially about Brexit, is impossible. Well, also you you've got that thing about your voice then will be forever talking about a certain subject yeah. that you might say later on, do you know what, I've changed my mind. I don't believe in that stance anymore. Because we do change our minds, I think, within politics because someone new comes along and gives us a new thing. Like, I'd never have gone vegan five years ago, let alone ten years ago. I'd yeah. have seen, look, what are you talking about? Why would I do that? And my views have changed. So I think a musician coming on to talk about their political views yeah. well that could stay with them forever and it's like oh that's yeah. the person that said about Brexit that's yeah. the person who said oh this was wrong yeah yeah no no exactly. and then it's um, yeah then it's an issue for them to go to, to come back from that so, yeah, I, yeah. so I understand it whereas politicians go well so what I said that then I've changed my mind yeah 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 no no exactly uh, we're, we're, in a, we're in a bar by the way in Clapham but I, I think I probably would have told you guys that on the preamble but it's quite atmospheric I was just saying to Giles the last time I did this 
mm. was in the House of Lords with Lynn Featherstone, and it was fucking mental. So I think this is going to be fine. Yeah. It's going to be fine. Why but did you want... I'm just fascinated. Why yeah. did you want to do a podcast about talking to politicians? Well, Being about, a filmmaker um, and a screenwriter. Well, I, I, I haven't been doing... I've, I've only been doing like the, the screenwriting the, for like about a year, a year and a bit. Okay. So it was kind of like I'd always been a bit of a writer... So the, the politics was a way of being a... I mean, like, so podcasting is funny, isn't it? Because everyone not... It's, it's a bit unfair to say everyone's doing it. But I was listening to it when you could only get about four It's the best time. It's when we should have all started. <laughs> I know, mate. <laughs> it would be massive now. Yeah. It'd be easy. You'd get any politician you want. Oh, my God. Like, Mark Maron's podcast, when that first started, I was like, oh, my God, who is this guy? This is amazing. He's, like, really heartfelt. He's talking about anxiety. I have anxiety. Mm. I like comedy. Who else? Who is this motherfucker? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I, I thought maybe seven years later, I'll do a podcast. Mm. Still didn't do anything about it. But the nucleus, the idea was there. Yeah. And then I, and I, just, I was in massively into politics at the time anyway because of Brexit. Okay. And then the, the two things came together. And the world is now a better place because of my podcast. Which is 100% true. It is evidently true. You can put that on the poster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, mate, but it actually stopped raining earlier. When I it was about seven it was about seven o'clock mm. and I said to myself it does need to stop raining now and I have that power. I think it's really important to know that and not let your ego get in the way of your power, which you've done magically and not told anyone. And I think that's really important. I think I have, and I'm proud of you. Yeah, thanks, mate. Thank you. No, but I am actually proud of you because I think anyone doing a podcast, <laughs> Can you anyone, take your hand off my leg, please? Yeah, anyone trying to—that's <laughs> a long hand. <laughs> <laughs> anyone trying to do anything like this and put their voice out there—it's—it's it's a dangerous place. It's—it's it's one of those you're yeah. actually now being you, and as actor or as a musician, sometimes you can hide behind your yourself or your music or you know a character. Whereas yeah. you being you and saying, "Hey, this is my podcast. This is what I believe in. This is what I want to talk about." is actually quite a brave thing to do. So I understand why it took you seven years to do it. And because... Also, it, yeah, politics is really do, difficult. Of because, course it is. Because it's like if you, if you... Say, for example, you do a history podcast. Yeah. You've got manuscript, like, this thick... Um, of facts and truths. Yeah, and right? this is what happened-ish. Yeah. And, but with politics, if you want to have your own opinion and sound different, mm-hmm. man, you have to fucking know your shit. You really do. And yeah. I don't. Like, I, I don't. <laughs> like, I, I've never... Pref- on this show, I don't think anybody would ever say, like, right. wow, that guy. He knows Get him on Newsnight. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> his opinions matter. Yeah. But I don't think that's, that's not the point. The fact is you're allowing other people to have their, you know, say and their points. And, yeah. their, and you're just facilitating that. And well, that's like, yeah. what's good. I mean, it's it's some. Of, I really like some of the chats I've had, but I mean, some of them are really. I mean, <laughs> those who are listening now, you are shits. Yeah. <laughs> those ones, I'm going to tell you. They it's are. like there's a guy, there's a guy called well, Men Campbell is the ex leader of the Liberal Democrats, and 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 then Vince Cable, the leader of the Liberal Democrats at the time. Mm. These two interviews really stuck out with me, but they were so dull, they were so boring. They did not get the podcast po- podcast format. They saw me quite, you know, like I don't know, cynically, I suppose, and they. I, I, I mean, Were you like Ali G in that moment when he goes and interviews people and they don't really understand why they're there, what they're yeah, doing, and he's trying to fist bump and shit? Mate, with Vince yeah. Cable, my God. I, I even said, I was like, big Liberal Democrat at the time. I was like, you know, I've been yeah. running it as a Liberal Democrat podcast for a year and a half. Yeah. And, and they go into the office and he, he's, I don't know who the fucking hell was, I was talking to setting up this interview, but did he not tell Vince that this is a, you know, Liberal Democrat podcast, they're really on your side, be chill and... 
have yeah. a great time. Well, enjoy we'll, this. Yeah. There's, it, no, there's not many people who are on his side, so enjoy yeah. this moment. Sure. It, it, I had two press press officers in there with me, and it was just scary, and I hated every second mm. of it. But what, what about you, Giles? Because what about me? We're, we're, people need to know about you. And okay. actually, they need to know from me why you're here, because... Because I'm not a politician, Exactly. Everyone. Well, that we I'd know. be a good one. Yeah, well, you're a vegan. I am. So in a way, that's the most political political thing you can do right now outside of getting on a soapbox, I think, mm-hmm. in yeah. a positive sense. Yeah. Um, but you are a producer of movies, of I'm, films. I'm a producer and director and screenwriter yeah. of movies. I used to be an actor, and I moved my way uh, from that side of things uh, to become, yeah. Porn doesn't user. pay that well, does it? It doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, in certain shame. areas, especially if you're small, you've got to really make sure that you, you know, you small go the distance Okay. in porn. I and, see. Okay. Uh, I uh, actually was in a, a, a comedy about porn. Oh, really? Actually a feature film, yeah, called I Want Candy. Um, Brilliant. Which I was one of the, the, the guys in that film, which was hilarious. Oh my God, what, were you, what did you do? It. I did the things, things that. Yeah, things that you shouldn't talk about on a political podcast. Okay, great. Yeah, so Carmen Electra starred in it. Mackenzie Crook, Jimmy Carr was in it. Wow. Um, Miranda from Miranda. Oh, Jesus, wet. That's like an all star right there. Well, yeah, it was a big movie at the time, and wow. some of the people from it have become big, big sort of yeah. household names. Um, and yeah, anyway, so I did movies like that, and I was in The Damned United, which I love because I've been a footballer as a kid was like the best thing in the world. And obviously that director has gone on to do massive movies like Cats. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> you bitch. You yeah. get the claws out, Miss Sharp. Yeah. For the cats. And uh, yeah, it, so I, I, I had a great career sort of in acting. I, I did yeah. well. I was doing lots of bits of telly and web series and all that sort of stuff. It just didn't feel right. I kept missing out on big, big jobs. Yeah. Like really close to things like Downton Abbey and Upstairs, Downstairs. And it was either me or the other kid. You know what I mean? And yeah. It got to you in the end. And I, I just found it very... Um, difficult I found that you had to constantly worry about how you looked or how you sounded or how you walked in a room and constantly being nice to people right and as much as I'm a nice guy and I like being nice to people at the same time you were then it's a different point between a real nice person like now I'm being genuine and nice than to being yeah. a fake nice person with acting yeah. for me it felt that way I don't know how other people feel but for me it did so as soon as the opportunity came to direct something yeah even though I directed loads of plays uh, it was a BBC pilot that the director pulled out of that we'd written, um, or my team had written, and we were all starring in it. Yeah. And the director pulled out, and I went, well, I'll do it. And I fell in love from that moment with ah. directing. I was like, whatever I do for the next rest of my life, I have to be a director. I have to do this. But how old were you when that, that sort that of thing happened? That was 12 years ago. Okay. Yeah. And from then until now, I forged a career in directing, producing, and writing. Sweet. Uh, and building it up because I went, I have to do this. And it took a long time because it's like saying, you know, I want to be a politician. Well, you can't suddenly do that overnight. You've got to really work at it and build your craft and learn how to do it. You yeah. could, just because you are, you know, you, you interview politicians doesn't mean you can be a politician. Yeah. And the same with me, from acting to directing. I knew about film sets, but that doesn't mean you know how to direct a movie, what goes into that, how cameras work, how you can work with actors. And I, it was just a joyous thing when I learned that I could do this and, and yeah. I was all right at it. And you, suddenly you're going, someone's going to pay me to do this? Yeah. Okay, and, I, and, and making movies, one coming out on March the 3rd, that was just an idea I had once. Yeah. Um, oh, your food's and, arrived. And my food has arrived and it's a vegan burger. That Look at that, thank good. you very much. And what's so nice about 
that is just some little idea I wrote down in a notebook once is yeah. now a movie that people can see across the world. Yeah. And that to me is a very special thing that you can do that. Is this the dare? This is the dare. Yeah. 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 Which is uh, a delight. That Let's talk about there. that after you've had your food. No. Well, yeah. Sure. We can't. We can't. We can't do that to the listeners. <laughs> well, I've just. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Back in a second, guys. Okay, we're back in the room. We are back in the room. We've had a, we've had a vegan We've had a melt- political meltdown. We've had a meltdown with the, anyway, <laughs> with the old lovely owner. Um, we were talking about the dare, because this, yes. this is good uh, for you guys to hear this, because I've been banging on about um, my short film that I've made and how I've, I've turned over a new leaf in my life and started writing. Go and for it, yes. Yeah, and, it, and I don't think you guys are going to freak out about this, because you all like movies. So the dare, this mm. movie, you're, you, you is coming out. Yes. When's that coming out? And what's well, it's it about? coming out in the USA on March the third. March the third, and in so many other places around that time. <coughs> Excuse me, I got a chip stuck. You should have had some cheese. I should. <laughs> this was the vegan issue. Yeah. Um, uh, cheese is not vegan. Um, <laughs> just so we all know. Thank you. Um, uh, the Dare is coming out in March the 3rd in the US and most other places, but not in the UK. It's not in the UK until October. Okay. Lionsgate are distributing it in the UK. and That's a big thing, man, Lionsgate. People are thinking... Who Lionsgate's fuck, massive, man. Who am I talking with here? Well, I'm talking with, with Giles Alderson. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, seriously hitting the big time here with Lionsgate. It's a, it's a good thing. It's, uh, it's an amazing thing, actually. Uh, it all helps to who your sales agents are, who's behind the film, who can get it to the right people yeah. so that they can put it out on the right platforms. Uh, whether, you know, what Lionsgate do with it at the moment, who knows? But yeah. um, the fact is, it's with Lionsgate. They're distributing the movie and I'm over the moon. But before that, March the 3rd, it's out in the US. So I'm off to LA in two weeks, I know, uh, for the release of that. That's um, going to be stressful, right? No, it's going to be amazing. Okay. I'm not going to be stressed <laughs> at all. I'm going to absolutely love it. It's going to be warm, for one. It's I've oh, got meetings you. lined up with... Yeah agents and managers and uh, other producers and bits and pieces you know it, whether what happens with that who knows but the fact is i'm there to say my movie's releasing now yeah you can go to cinema and watch it you can get it now on digital download and that's a good place to be right and that's like 12, 12 years of of getting to this point yes right? and yeah. it hasn't come quickly which is i feel like a good thing for mm-hmm. some people maybe you feel differently but no no i'm really pleased it was actually yeah. a film i was going to make that starred jason statham that we'd written the state and he was attached for six months and in the end i don't actually think he'd been even approached by his agent so he was, so, I think we were being dangled because he was doing another film and they were probably said, oh, Jason's been offered another film, so you better pay him this much to do it. So anyway, we waited six months for this film to happen. And obviously at the end of the day, they said, oh yeah, no, Jason's not doing that. Oh, it all fell, and it all fell apart. So yeah. I'm kind of glad that didn't happen then. And I've had so many incantations of films that fell apart right. before I actually got to make The Dare. So even before I got to make The Dare, I thought this was going to fall apart. And mm. um, we shot it three years ago. It just takes that long to get to the screen because yeah. this is a studio movie, um, which is very unheard of for a debut director. But uh, my shorts have done really well, and I pitched the hell out of it and did my charm to get them to believe in me and what I could do with the movie. And it was, you know, for them it's a low budget. You know, they make Hellboy and they make Angel Has Fallen, which is, you know, big, big budget movies. Yeah, ka-ching. And mine is yeah. literally a drop in the ocean. So for them it's like, oh, okay, fine, go go make that over there. Yeah. But that meant that occasionally you'd get moved out of a studio or you can't have this now or your crew just aren't there that day because they're on 
Hellboy or they're making something with Gerard Butler yeah. and you're going um, wow okay this is a bit different so you had that to deal with but hey I, I'd thank you I would never um, I'd never take that back because I got to make my movie in a studio and yeah. that to me is it meant the world that's biography stuff as well right like yeah. autobiography stuff like oh, what, yeah. you've, what you described there is like any you know I, I wouldn't know wow fuck me like that would be ex- exciting and a thrill like a ride and a half but also what you're describing there to me is like something that's very much you don't know if it's going to fall apart blah 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 you've got that far yeah it's 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 a journey isn't it i mean how yeah. before you tuck into your food your second burger my second now the actual why have you had two burgers you're up. really fat like <laughs> you're not even a fat person but you're <laughs> yeah. acting like a very greedy fucker um uh what, what like you get to where you are, right? Twelve years. You mm. must have some thick skin, and this is just this is pre-acting as well. Yes. So, yeah. So, how, how do you ever? I mean, you must stop and think about how how much shit you've had to shovel. Like, in terms of like, how how do you think you you, you manage to keep rolling with it? That's a very interesting question. I think there's been some dark times. Don't get me wrong. I just think I. I'm quite an upbeat person and I I think when challenges hit you like that that your film falls down and the money gets pulled and you, you get quite cynical you get quite well this one won't happen and even the day before the dare when we lost our location to an Adrian Brody film um, you I thought again this is going to fall apart even though all my actors were there and my crew were here and I'm ready to shoot literally the next day on my debut feature um, you still think it's going to fall apart because you've been hurt so many times. But I suppose you look at it like a, a girlfriend in a way or someone, all those people have hurt you over the years. And if you don't bounce back, what else are you going to do? P- politicians are a perfect example. The amount of times that you're going to be hurt by doing what you do and people fight back and say you're wrong in what you believe and this is never going to happen and you'll never get that housing uh, through and you'll never get that uh, whatever it is uh, through. Um, yeah. And the same with the veganism thing that I'm doing now and the doc that I'm trying to make, with trying to make a difference. And with anyone trying to make a difference with whatever you do, you have obstacles that you've got to overcome. And as a yeah. filmmaker, those obstacles are so big and it's a miracle any film gets made so like I say those days when I was making that film I, I, days before I thought this is not going to happen even when I'm shooting yeah you know you think any minute now they could pull the plug anything could happen um, the film might never get released all those type of things something could go wrong yeah um, and a few times it nearly did so you know and but it takes that long to, three years to get a movie made but yes there were some dark times and yes it's a it's a fight and a battle but I think anyone worth their salt will eventually rise up and do well because otherwise you... But what you've just stuck. explained there isn't... That's, that's for every, everyone, isn't it? That's yeah. industry. That's, that's, that's in the industry of life. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like any, you want to do anything in your life, you're going to have to take that point of view otherwise. Mm-hmm. Okay, some people are more adept, adept at doing that because they just are. They haven't got other... I don't know, like, shit coming and hitting the fan. Like, I don't know, like a mental illness or a struggle, mm-hmm. financial poverty, blah, blah, blah. Their background. But... It, it, you do realise once you get to a certain point of achievement, you deserve a pat on the back. I agree. Yeah. Or a vegan burger. Or a vegan burger. Shall I tuck into it now? You will join us that. back in a minute. Let's let's do it. Let's press pause. No, I want. So basically, one of the reasons we started recording again, not just because you finished your burger, but as I do want to talk about the um, the movie you're making with um, Dan Richardson. Richardson. Yep, well Dan done. Richardson. Um, yes. Now he looks like the real deal. 
Um, as opposed to me. As a, <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. He does. <laughs> he's got. He actually looks like he rescue animals. You know what right. I mean? He's got that look about him. He looks like he he could wrestle a lion. Yeah, yeah. And he could. Yeah. I, I, but then I'd pat it. Back him. Yeah. And then they become friends and they yeah. go off together hand in <laughs> paw. Yeah. And it'd be brilliant. Hand <laughs> in paw. Um, so wait. So uh, let, let's backtrack. If you go far as far back as you like with this film. Yes. Um, so when 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 was the when was it started? When was the found the, the foundation of this movie laid down? So this is food for thought. This is our documentary about vegan movement and uh, environment and uh, political world right now about how we can make a difference with what we do, with what we eat, what we say, how we survive in this world. Um, and I'd gone veggie about now seven years ago, vegetarian. And Dan, who was always supporting the animals and going out and doing marches and stuff. I'd go and do a couple with him, but I always felt a little bit awkward. I always felt a little bit strange. And then uh, four years ago, I turned vegan. I did Veganuary and was like, right, okay, I'm going. This is it. I'm going to do it. And I, yeah. three months after that, me and Dan, when we'd always get together, we'd talk about making projects together, always. And we were always so inspired, and we we're going to go off and make a film, and it's going to be a drama about I don't know, you know, the drug trade, or it's going to be this, you know, let's do that. And when I sat down with him and said, you know, I'm vegan now and it's been three months and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, well, I'm still going on these marches. I'm still talking about animals. And I went, hang on, you're going on these marches. You're saying how we shouldn't be cruel to animals, but yet you're still eating meat and cheese. What? And he went, oh, my God. And something just clicked in him that moment. And he went, yep, that's it. Oh, my God. Right. That's it. And it was really weird. And from then we said, right, let's do a doc. Let's make a doc about the moment when people change and have that moment, that realisation that oh, I see. this okay. is something different and how we can... Why are we trying to make a difference by saying, hey, those poor dogs in China, or hey, those elephants in, in Africa, well, the tusks getting taken, but yet here we are still yeah. sat there eating a steak. What's the difference? Why, why is one thing okay to fight against, but yet you're sat at a, a table where a restaurant owner has just brought over a steak, you know? So, yeah, yeah, so we yeah. said, right, that is the doc. And then it developed from that into, why don't we go around interviewing major people who have had an influence on this? Why yeah. don't we get a load of people who aren't vegan to go vegan for a month and document that process yeah. of uh, how that made them feel, how they could get food, where they'd get it from, especially up north where it's a lot harder. It certainly was a year ago. Now, wonderfully, in 2019, even though we're in 2020, 2019 was a huge, huge year for, for vegan, for plant-based foods, for the environment. Just massive. Absolutely why, massive. Why, why that year? I don't know. It just was. I yeah. think um, Greta Thunberg, all the stuff that she was doing, I think the vegan movement became massive. Yeah. It all collided at the same time where there was always one person, one vegan in the group, yeah. when someone would go out, one veggie or whatever, <laughs> and they'd stop going to certain restaurants because they didn't have vegan foods because that bugger would complain about it. Yeah. Well, I'm not going there. What am I supposed to eat? And fair enough. Yeah. So a lot of the restaurants started doing a vegan option. These vegan options started selling out. So they had to do more and more. And suddenly every restaurant in London was going, well, we better do a vegan option. Yeah. Even Burger King, even down to, you know, the huge Greg's situation <laughs> with the vegan roll. Right, yeah, yeah. Huge, yeah. huge news in 2019. Mm. So suddenly we're in the middle of making this documentary and it's a big, big thing now where, you know, people going vegan is 
it's not a problem anymore. No. Five years ago, me saying I'm going vegan, I'd have been lynched at football. Yeah. Now, I, you know, in the changing room or whatever, now I go, I'm vegan. They go, oh, cool, I've been wanting to do that. Forest Hill, man. Yeah. For, Forest Green Rovers. Forest Green Rovers. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, the full vegan team. Everyone's right. vegan in it. I should go down and play for them, you know. Yeah, I should yeah. actually go. Mm, go, go. Okay, mate. Well, it's you know, a long way to go. Yeah, I mean, another I've got podcast, okay? I've got to be good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, ex-Bradford City uh, reserve keeper. No, I, mean, I was you a know. goalkeeper for them, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly, mate. Do you know what, though? When you start talking about those moments that change people, mm. my, it, it's, it, you don't know this, but obviously I, um, everyone listening to this would know, I've, I have two rescue dogs from Thailand. Oh, I love I, that. And before I went to Thailand, yeah. I, I, it was very strange, subconsciously, I don't know, whatever the fuck. I was like, I am gonna, I've got to, there has to be an excuse, a reason for me to stop eating meat. I don't, I don't know why, I just don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck that is. And I was like, right, I'm going to work with dogs that have been rescued from the meat trade. Great. Uh, and and that, that was it. It was the easiest thing I've ever done in my life. I shit you not. And I'm not just saying that because blah, blah, blah. And, and it was amazing. How and was it easy? Tell me. What was the process? Because Dan's done it, but I haven't done it. Well, just giving up meat. No. Oh, I thought you meant rescuing a dog well, from rescue, Thailand. Rescuing <laughs> a dog from Thailand. Oh, a piece giving of up meat's a piece of piss. But what rescuing a dog from Thailand is a piece of piss. piss. You just. Right. Pay, you, I mean, I rescue mine through a, a dog sanctuary called Soy Dog. Yeah, Soy Dog. I've yeah. got. I've got a jumper at home from the Soy Dog oh, Foundation. Oh, bless yeah, you, mate. We just fist pumped. We just fist pumped. <laughs> oh, that's so lovely. Forget, yeah, we give them money every year. Yeah. Oh, huge mate, thing. That yeah. is amazing because I basically spent a couple of months volunteering out there. And did you? Yeah, it changed. It changed a lot. My I was very unhappy when I went out there and came back completely renewed. Um, That's amazing. I love that about you. That's cool to know. Yeah, yeah. Proud of you again, man. <laughs> That's the second time this podcast. <laughs> and like, basically, it's just weird because you don't know what you'll get. I didn't know what I was getting myself in for. I saw an advert on, on Facebook with Ricky Gervais and all these people yeah. from Downton Abbey talking about... Um, I remember the advert. It was also the lady from The Crown, the fantastic... Right. Um, Oh no, Coleman. Coleman, Olivia yeah. Coleman. Thank Coleman, you. Yeah. Coleman. Col- not Coleman's mustard. No, and and it was just it, it was one of those moments where I was like I had nothing to fucking do. My nan had left me like a grand in her will, and I was fucking miserable getting over a girlfriend, and I just started booing at this fucking advert on Facebook, and I thought I'm going to go and volunteer there. And the next booing is in this. boo, get off my TV. <laughs> yeah. No, as in yeah. you were crying. crying. Okay, just to clear that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> boo. Fucking dogs. <laughs> Chucking tomatoes at yeah, the screen. Yeah, you bloody dogs. We've got people dying in England. Um, and like, the dogs are better than humans. They dogs, are. Most so dogs are better <laughs> than most humans. Yeah. Fact. Definitely. Right? I've Especially got a ones that voted Brexit. Yeah. Totally. I've got yeah. a rescue puppy. So, um, yeah, oh, I totally do? understand. Yeah, Brilliant. yeah, but we got her from uh, a British... Uh, Rescue centre. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's adorable. I love her. She's amazing. Best thing in the world. Yeah. I've taught her so many tricks. <laughs> she plays football with me. She's got 126 headers with a balloon in a row is her record. What, really? In the air. Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. Yeah, heading it. Have you videoed that? Yes. Oh, is it a hit on YouTube? I haven't put it up on YouTube. You should it's do not that. fair on the dog. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know fine, what, but, but I will. I should do. Giles Alderson, yeah. now famous film director slash producer slash actor. Yeah. Is on this week's <laughs> Britain's Got Talent. <laughs> yeah, wow. Come on down. Giles Alderson. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. That's Thanks. Really good. Thanks. But yeah, no, the, the switch to not eating meat was because of those guys and it's been the easiest thing in the world. But I, I was saying to you whilst you were having a a chow down on my vegan burger on, on the old vegan burger um, that um, Earthlings was a movie that I watched before, like when I came back from Thailand because I've been so affected by the, the meat industry over there and and then meeting people obviously that are 
so involved, ingrained in that world of animal rights mm -hmm. is, is extraordinary. Yeah, it is. And then um, I was really, really converted. Not, not in a militant sense, um, but then what... what <laughs> I, f I forgot my train of thought, but I think what you're saying—I think what you're saying—is <laughs> once you learn about it, right? Once you learn about sort of plant-based foods, once you learn what happens to the animals, once There's you no learn all that, there is no going back. And why yeah. should there be? It's like if Fuck I can yeah. survive without eating meat and cheese and dairy as a human being, then why the hell would I go off and go and eat these animals and torture them and, you know, impregnate cows just so we can have milk that we think is good for us? It's actually not. Yeah. Once you learn all that, you go, well, wow, we were yeah. absolutely taught a load of shit for years and years that milk was good for us, that meat was good for us. No, come on, man. We don't need that to survive. Yeah. And when have you ever heard of anyone dying of a protein deficiency? <laughs> Just putting it out there. Yeah. First thing people say, where'd you get your protein? What, do you think I'm going to die without? Come on now. You yeah. can get it from anywhere. There's so many sources where you get protein and the least amount is usually in meat anyway because it's processed and there's bullshit. Yeah. But I mean, so you're taking it back to the basics, isn't mm. it? Because people... Uh, like you said, it's a, it's a, it's an indoctrinate, indoctrination. I don't know when the fuck it happens, and I don't. I want. I mean, I've never really been that attached to meat. Like some people get so attached to it, like they, they do, need yeah. a burger, they need it, or they need a fucking roast dinner, or they, and and it's and I don't know where that comes from because I do. I go on, you, go on. It comes from when we were kids. It comes from that whole meat was a treat, especially for our grandparents. They didn't get meat. Meat was rationed. So after the war. Yeah. And this is how the whole meat industry started, actually. After the Second World War, when all the soldiers came back, and there was a hell of a lot of the soldiers came back, yeah. this country had, there was no meat, there was no food for them, so everyone went on rations. So the government said to the farmers, uh, you need to speed up this process. They went, well, we can't do that. So they got government grants to do this, to provide more cows, to change the lighting, if you like, within there, so the chickens thought that day and night was going quicker, so they'd lay more eggs, they'd impreg impregnate more cows, they'd take wow. the calves away from a young age, so they would get the money to make Britain survive. Okay, we needed that at the time um, to make uh, humans... Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. we're sorry, grabbing sorry. another beer. No, two, right. two more beers, mate. Um, to make... I get it, because we needed that at the time. But then yeah. the problem was that became a, an industry, so yeah. the government were making money from this field of, of farmers who were going, okay, well, to survive, I need to keep providing. Now more and more people need this food, and there's more people on the on British planet, let alone yeah. the rest of the planet, who needed this food. So this is where it came from, from people being very grateful for yeah. this food, and it become the government saying, you need to eat this meat and milk because it's good for you. And there was adverts going around saying, milk is good for you, doctors were saying meat is good for you, like they were saying cigarettes were good for you. Yeah, I was just about to And say, that's yeah. where it comes from. So yeah. our grandparents told our parents, and our parents told us, and they ground it into us like Christmas, like Jesus, whatever it was, it became a religion. Tr tradition, yeah. A tradition. Right. Yeah. So therefore, Sunday lunch became a tradition, meat became a tradition. And why, for me, it was so hard to give up at first, it was, because I had it three times a day. And even a guy I was talking to... The, Three times a day? I did. Well, I'd have for, for breakfast... You'd, oh, okay, you'd yeah, have I, forgot milk. About, I forgot about bacon. Breakfast, you'd have bacon, you'd yeah, have yeah, a sausage. Yeah, yeah. For lunch, you'd have a ham and cheese sandwich. For dinner, you'd have chicken and yeah. chips and whatever else and veg. You had it through to pretty Wake much up in the middle of the day. night just with a fucking bacon sarnie right next to you. A pig literally going oink, oink, and you just go, right, I'll chop that set up and eat that. If, oh, do you God. know what? If we did, 
I'd actually appreciate people more if they actually did go did and kill their own animals because these people who just buy it from a supermarket and think that that's all right and argue with me about it. Anyway, I don't want to make this a, 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 a you know a whole vegan right. We're again you know no, against. No, it's fine. People. You're in the right place. You're in the right. Really, is place. this all right to talk about this? Because well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, like, yeah, it's political. Left wing sure. political podcast. Yeah, like, so you found your audience. <laughs> so you go for it. Though interesting, uh, what was interesting when we first started the whole documentary food for thought and we would go to these rallies the amount of people who weren't vegan was incredible i think i think it changed massively when they did the extinction rebellion um march when they were all on the bridge you know the one where they're on the bridge oh, yeah 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 yeah. familiar with and that, people yeah. started going around saying are you vegan and we were we we weren't actually on the bridge but we were around that area we were asking sort of put that in why aren't people vegan we're messaging on our twitter and our socials and suddenly it became the question that got asked and suddenly there was really important people there who were saying yeah. you can't be here saying you care about the environment and the footprint of your airplanes which is nothing compared to if you don't have one piece of meat do you know what i mean and you sort of go what and suddenly everyone went oh my god we're thinking about this the wrong way mate i mean this is the thing it's like once you start passionately once mm -hmm. you start on that journey this is the thing. and you start asking yourself genuinely start asking yourself questions yeah you know that that's when it all starts unraveling but in a beautiful way absolutely and then do you know what we never wanted to ram this down anyone's throats and maybe i'm getting passionate here because we're talking about it in a pub and with you know the passion is important yeah but me and dan wanted to make a documentary that anyone could watch mm. and just say look here's what's happening and here's how you need to be careful and here's why you need to do something about it before it's too late because your grandkids are going to have a problem Right. And don't just forget about it. And don't think it'll be all right. And don't think the government will help us. It's not. It's going to be a big issue. You keep eating meat and we keep producing what we're trying to produce. Yeah. What's going to happen? Yeah. You've got to think about that. Yeah, no, um, Thank you. Second beer. Look at that. Delightful. Cheers, mate. No, I, I, I think it's... Um, it, for, for a lot of people, and I've got family that would... Um, I've got family that think... You've got family, man. I've Thanks. got family that think that veganism is basically... Not not immediate family, but they think it's it's essentially just a disgrace and a shambles and go, oh, this fucking veganism and all that kind of stuff. It's, what is their anger about, though? I have no idea. Their That's anger, the thing. Their anger is about the fact that they feel bad, deep down... Cheers, buddy. Because they haven't really understood it yet. So... It's like someone. It's it's sort of like someone offering you something you don't want. Like uh, sometimes in nightclubs, someone will go, "Hey, do you want some, do you want some drugs or whatever?" And I'm taking this to totally a different direction. But, go for it, mate. And this is the only example I think of in my head. And you say no, they get offended by that. Yeah. So in a in okay, this doesn't make sense, but I'm going there anyway. <laughs> and with the sort of the meat thing, it's the same thing. What you don't want my meat? What's wrong with this that I've been told is fine my whole life? Yeah. So what? It's it is like telling someone not to believe in in something like God or like Jesus or whatever it is, Santa Claus. It's a huge thing. Yeah. So people get offended by that because you're going against something they believed in their whole lives. And don't forget, vegans were banging down doors of steak restaurants going, we're vegan, which is a ridiculous way of, <laughs> of trying to get anyone not to, to eat yeah, meat. It's, it's a stupid, stupid way of doing it. I never condone it. It's stupid. The best way to do it is to talk to someone about what is happening with yeah. our planet, why you should do but it. But that's why, when your point, to your point with the Extinction Rebellion thing, is great because uh, it does, it forces people to look, you give a shit about, you know, Emma Thompson, Greta Thunberg talking about like fucking the environment, planes, blah, blah. But then, you know, you watch something that's just basically underlining the output the bad output of mm. uh, the meat industry come on 
The two are completely intertwined. You, you know, you totally got to cut down on your f- flying fine, but look, cut down on your meat yeah. or whatever, you know. Um, but I think that conversation is definitely out there now, but in a, in a, in a healthy, acceptable way. Not acceptable, accepted way. Yes. So, like, you know, yeah. even Piers Morgan would probably allow that conversation. He wouldn't shoot it down too hard. You know, yeah, though he might, but he probably yeah, would. He probably he would. just for the sake of ratings or for really, whatever he right. wanted, which he's, he's people get upset by him, but he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's very clever with if I keep doing this, this is good for the program, for me, my world, my business. Yeah, and it makes other people even more angry, which is good for their business. I'm not saying they're good for being angry, but now people can go, Oh my god, Piers Morgan's pissed me off. We're yeah. talking about this, which means more retweets, which means more social media yeah. presence about their political activism, whatever they want to say too. Yeah. And word gets around. People but, jump on that. What, what, I mean, and in terms of industry, um, because I, I presume, um, I, don't, I don't know how, how, how your documentary's, um, what would you call the word, like uh, structured, mm. but does it talk about industry in terms of how they protect themselves because they are terrified of losing this absolute now this is really interesting billion pound industry we have approached so many farmers and said look we want your take on this we don't want this to be one-sided we don't obviously we're really worried about this becoming a vegan advert because it can easily go down that route because everyone who's vegan wants to talk about it wants to talk about how we can make a difference uh, with the world farmers don't want to talk about it because it's it it's an issue for their business yeah it's an issue for what they're trying to do and the amount we've gone to and said hey hello can we talk to you they've all said no every single one has said no okay and we're like no no we just want your side we're not going to call you out on it we just mm. want to hear why you think this is good for the country why you think this is good for the environment surely you impregnating cows and taking their calves yeah. away and it, it, you think that's a good thing or slaughtering all this and is this a good thing do you think it's a fear it's got to be fear based i mean surely i mean it's it, it, it's a fear thing like that's an instant reaction for me i mean I, maybe i'm let's play devil's advocate like fuck you man you're you're gonna tear me apart like well not tear me apart but they, they can feel surely that reaction is the tidal wave of change that's coming to them. Mm-hmm. Surely they can feel some of that. Of course they can, hence why they don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Because if they talk about it and someone talks them down or they change their mind, and there's been a few documentaries about the farmers who have changed their minds, they've gone, I can't do this anymore. I can't be killing innocent cows just so the sake of someone in, yeah. I don't know, some some small little town can get a, a wrapped up piece of meat in from their cheap supermarket for two quid. Yeah. Well, the cow had to go through all that for you. Do you know what I mean? You sort of go, well, hang on. So maybe the morality of that is tough, but I think anyone who goes out there and slaughters animals is is already a little bit, they're already maybe too far gone, if you know what I mean. It's right. like if you're doing that, there, there are people if you're that, slitting cows' throats yeah. for, so you can get 10, 15 quid each time you do that, uh, you're, already, you're never going to suddenly yeah. go, oh, do you know what? Tomorrow I'm going vegan. Man, I, I used to. I was a farmhand for like three years. Were and, you? Yeah, and I, I went. I've, I've only been to a slaughterhouse twice. Mm. I went. I mean, Jesus H Christ, that was the most. But I genuinely, that was the most darkest thing I've ever been to. I felt. I felt it. And people, people can say like, "Oh, I'm a. I'm a vegetarian now. I don't eat meat. I'm, I'm not. I'm. I'm part-time vegan. If that even makes any sense. But anyway, it's um, good. It's better than not. But I'm going to persuade you to be. Uh, yeah. Your turn very soon. But it's just one of those things where you go, oh, he sat there on his fucking pedestal talking about how he went to an abattoir to a 
slaughterhouse mm-hmm. um, and he felt like death was there because it, it, it somehow backs up his opinion on veganism it's complete bullshit when I was there I felt it it was and that's probably why later 10-15 years later I became a vegetarian or whatever mm. but I felt that it, it was bleak it was a bad energy it was a black it was a darkness yeah. and I strongly believe that there I don't know whether I, I don't I don't believe in God or anything like that but I certainly believe there's a fucking some kind of cosmic energy that connects us all sure and if you have any I mean I I was on the South Downs like a couple of years ago and there was a terrible fucking awful thing that happened a deer was a little foal was caught in a wire and my dog found it, it was barking at it and my wife went off uh, to get like help RSPCA and I just basically had to be with this deer uh, this baby foal um, with its leg caught in the fucking wire and it was not coming out there's no way that we were going to help this deer get you know get away and um, I just stayed with it and, and gave it water and it had the, let me hold it and and, wow. and, and it was crying um, and we had a serious connection it was it was oh god that sounds ridiculous it we had a it we had a real it, it was it was incredible and I, and it, it, I calmed it down I was deer are so wild they are mm-hmm. the wildest fuckers if you fucking took a deer from the wild and tried to, to, to tame it you couldn't it would die so this deer was letting me calm it down anyway this it didn't end well it had, it had to be put down oh, it just man. literally lost its, its fucking foot was going to come off but it was just the most insane connection and there is that there is that between man there's definitely a connection and, and dark darkness from an abattoir to like where animals being killed to saving trying to fucking save an animal mm-hmm. in the middle of the south down somewhere mm-hmm. anyway there's, there's no difference between yeah a dog which we've started talking about and a cow or a deer or a sheep there, you look into the eyes there is no difference I've spent quite a lot of time with cows and there's no difference between that and playing with my dog Riley they want to play they'll look into your eyes they'll stroke you they'll lick you yeah you've seen those videos yeah. and yet yeah. what's the difference for us and how can we differentiate between going we're not going to eat dogs we in Britain oh no we, we rebel against eating dogs but we'll eat a cow whereas in India do you know what I mean it's <laughs> yeah and yeah. then in China with the whole dog you yeah. like, oh my god dog but, festivals yeah it's horrific but that's our, that's the problem we have we we shut it off because we've been this stuff has been rammed into us from day one that it's all right to have play with farmyard animals as kids and have a, t- a cuddly little pig or a, a cow on your pillow but yet we're just going to go downstairs oh you've got sausages now um you've got oh, don't forget to eat the meat <laughs> it's what's so fuck? fucked up we are we are really horrific that's this is the most bizarre fucking thing it really really is and those people right. that go oh we're hunters and gatherers we're supposed to eat meat it's just bullshit it's absolute bullshit yeah. when we were hunters and gatherers we'd be fucking lucky yeah, to meat, have any meat meat was a treat it was a 100% treat we'd yeah. get the leftovers and the leftovers the leftovers of that yeah. because a coat you would have got there before us let alone the lions and the tigers and bears oh my yeah. <laughs> yeah. everything else would have gone before that so we'd, that's yeah. why we started taking the marrow from the bones we'd break the bones off and we'd drink the marrow from inside the bones yeah. but meat was a luxury we didn't we ate berries that's, that's how we survived it was only after years that we learned how to make fires and we learned how to be, shoot arrows and be stronger but we're not like that now we don't go off and catch a bear yeah. or a pig or a cow. We don't do that. Yeah. We let a farmer cut his throat, the poor thing. 
and I think that's what it is about. I mean, annihilation of any species is always about like as 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 you know the person carrying out the sentence is always. The, we can put them as far away from the crime as possible mm. i.e you know like the consumer yeah. you know it's it's like it, there is a holocaust going on within the meat industry 100 and yeah. and 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 that is definitely being perpetrated but it's being being it's, it's mm-hmm. exceptionally strange and i don't i cannot i don't i've been to Sachsenhausen concentration camp twice yeah there is no way i'm going to make a comparison too much but they did have a, you know, they had a thing where they were executing. Oh my god! I mean, executing like POWs and Jews, X, X, Y, and Z, and 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 they they had to find a way that didn't upset the people that were doing it, killing these people, murdering these people. So they just ended up just like putting a fucking brick wall with a fucking hole in it, and getting the person to stand up against it and getting shot. And therefore, the, the the soldier doing it wasn't traumatized anymore. It's like we've managed to create this some this divide, like where we seeing these beautiful creatures. We're brought up to go like, oh, it's a pig. It's a lovely fluffy sheep. Mm-hmm. A fucking a fluffy sheep little lamb running mm-hmm. around in fucking yeah. Easter or but, whatever. But then we'll have it. But then we'll, we'll have eat it. it. And it, it's an absolute work of genius that we've somehow managed to do the fluffy bunny rabbit fluffy fucking little lamb totally then onto the plate we have easter we have fucking easter where bunnies are bouncing around on the adverts easter eggs yeah which is made out of chocolate for fuck's sake which is from a cow and the irony is insane when you really think about it you go oh my god yeah. We are horrendous. Humans are horrendous. Oh yeah. There's absolutely no need. A dog wouldn't go. Do you know what I mean? It's like what? No, I'm gonna. I'm so, it, it's definitely it's so different. <laughs> but, but it's it is, so it is, different. But but the thing is, so you, this is what my, my I suppose my umbilical the umbilical link between this all is, you look at the environment, mm. and and veganism, all that kind of thing. It's all it's all interlinked because then the next step obviously is towards the Amazon. The the next step is towards like. The, the the ice caps blah yes. blah blah it's, yeah. and, you know and and it's and it's the, the, the fact that people can't see it's all fucking interlinked is so heartbreaking and it's, yeah stupid it's easier to pretend it's not this right. is the problem it's easier to go well that's not connected if i go vegan what i'd save that much water i save that much <laughs> rainforest oh i don't want to know about that yeah oh those stupid vegans as your some of your um, related family would say because it's like no 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 think about it for a minute why are people making a noise why are people doing this it's not they're not doing it for their own good they're doing it because they want to make a difference change how we're thinking but i I always love i've always loved i love kind of challenging god this is the status quo but within Mm. within my own little work my own way i suppose but whenever the status quo does get close to being rattled the, the, you know you can always hear those sort of like the the same old gammon faced fucking white faced fat political assholes coming out and going <laughs> no they're weird freaky hippies don't listen to them mm-hmm. or whatever you know they're communists they're you know and, and it's the same with like you know in politics when Corbyn came along and mm-hmm. everyone goes he's a communist don't listen to him fucking hell blah 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 you know that went pear-shaped for different reasons but you know sure and i do feel like you know the louder the discourse gets around veganism the 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 better it you know the more exciting more 
perhaps the more change is going to is going to come. Absolutely, but you know this is the situation. The government don't want it. Uh, you know these are the facts of the matter because yeah. they don't get any money from that. They make money from the meat trade. They make money from uh, the dairy trade. They don't from vegan products. Though they're starting to. They're taxing soya now. They're yeah. taxing almonds. So they're realizing that there's a huge wave here that they need to do something yeah. about. Um, and it is it's a problem because they don't want yeah. it. You look at look at schools for instance. It took so long to get vegan meals in schools, vegetarian meals. You couldn't have that. You you that's you were weird. So hospitals yeah. still don't do them. Why? Because weird. they're run by the government. You can't get a vegan meal in the hospital. Well, you might be able to do the odd one, but it's like a bit of fruit. It's they still serve you meat. How mental is that? You come out from your operation yeah. where you, you, this stuff that's in your body is causing you heart disease, real problems, cancers in certain situations, and then oh, you're better now. Here's here's some milk and here's some meat. I'll, 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 Are you joking? I'll counter that by saying I've, I've been to hospital mm. recently, and yeah. there is not much meat in the actual meat so oh. the sausages are <laughs> well that's different more or less There's dog more, shit yes but that's the, isn't that worse yeah thanks the fact Boris, yeah. that they're saying these are sausages and actually what they're giving you is just the cut-offs the the bollocks Toenail. the arsehole of yeah. these animals yeah and you've been in an abattoir i've seen the, uh, in a, a slaughterhouse i've seen this all the stuff that gets swept up so that's got to go somewhere someone's oh. eating that yeah and it gets put into a patty and served to you um, as soon as, like I say, as soon as you know this stuff and you go deep and down the rabbit hole, you go, oh my God, no wonder I was ill all the time. Yeah, as a vegan, yeah. I'm very, very rarely ill and touch wood. But that's because I haven't got all the hormones running around. I haven't got all the bullshit in me. Yeah. I don't, I don't have it. And I'm sure got there's bullshit in you somewhere. Oh, like now yeah. there's bullshit. <laughs> I'm talking yeah. bullshit now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, anyway, just people yeah. screaming at this going, you're an idiot. Fuck no, off, I, I do want to ask uh, um, whether or not you think there's a, th th of course there is, but I think there's a film would you ever be interested in making a film that was like kind of about um, not 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 documentary based, like you know, um, fictional? Maybe not mm -hmm. even fictional. Like someone like someone that goes to Thailand and adopts two dogs and realizes that he's um, should be a vegetarian. No, someone yes. that, like someone that you know. Yeah, it's like the Aaron Brockovich of the vegan vegan yes. you know kind of thing yeah we have I mean, a few we have a few that uh, because what's so interesting about that world is once. Like say you get into it and you find those people who feel the same way as as you do. There's a lot of investors there. There's a lot of people who want to make movies to make a difference. Yeah. So suddenly now we're in a position where we're going, actually, we've got this film about a guy who goes to Thailand and rescues two dogs type thing. I think I should play that. I think you'd be well. very good. Yeah. And I think you'd know how to do it. And yeah, I, I think yeah. the, the, there is a market for these stories. You know, Okja is a perfect example of this. Um, this is Boone... Uh, John Ho's film before Parasite. I think oh, yeah, you were saying that. Film yeah, before yeah. that. And this is, it's like his secret vegan film, you know, it's like, this is, you know, it's, he's made up this creature that they're taking to slaughterhouses to kills for the meat trade. Okay. And uh, this girl steals one. It's it's an amazing film, Okja. It's so good. What's it called? Okja. O-K-J-A. Okja. You can get it on Netflix now. It is a brilliant, brilliant film regardless. Yeah. If you didn't realise it was actually got a massive vegan message throughout it. Now I'm saying that, everyone who's not vegan is just going, I'm not watching that shit. But actually, yeah. it's a delightful fucking film. And the guy's just won an Oscar for his latest film. He knows what he's talking about. I think it's all drip, drip, drip. I've got a friend who, back home, um, who I always think is a really good barometer of, of change because he, he's very slow to change. But, yep. but certain of the things he's saying now, he's like, oh, I do, yeah, I just, I'm not eating 
I'm not eating meat like three um, three days of the week now. I was like, what? That's huge. Yeah. What? From someone really? who what five years ago would have yeah. laughed in your face. Or called or called me called uh, your names. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Names. Guy, Let's go with names. Hippie fuck. Yeah, you know? exactly. What are you doing? Yeah. God, My brother-in-law. I mean, he's now going vegan, and I would never expect that from yeah. him. It's it's a whole big movement that people are realising they go why are all this it only needs one little thing or one little documentary or one little trigger and that's what we want to do with Food for Thought is have that little trigger yeah. if this can make anyone go vegan or plant based or even for a day yeah. then I'll have done my job and we know for a fact that we've already turned people um, plant based because of doing the doc even yeah. half those people who did the 30 day challenge are still now vegan yeah. and you go wow we've already made a difference we've already done something to help the planet and to me that's what's more important than anything else because the two things do go hand in hand though in terms of like the 30 day challenge and carrying it forward it's, it's a life it is a lifestyle change mm -hmm. to start with and yeah. I think that is if you know that's a hard thing to address like the not a hard thing to address but a hard thing to carry through you know because it is like i've i've done it i've i've seen my fantastic wife you know take that challenge on mm -hmm. and it's not cheap either like some of it can it be it can be see yeah. this is the thing th this is also the one of the myths about it yeah it's not cheap if you if you get the most expensive i mean we're really products. rich so well then you're all we, right. so it doesn't matter the expenses are yeah. cheap but for the rest of us paupers, you, you really can. You can you can make a vegan meal. You get vegetables; they're not expensive. Yeah. You you can put rice inside a you know a pepper. Yeah. So you sprinkle that with something. You can get you can get uh, all sorts of bits and pieces to make your meal. You don't need. I know people like to say meat and two veg. That's the meal. What does yeah. what does meat replace? How do I make this work without meat? You, you don't need it. A bit of pasta there if you need. Yeah. Bit of beans, lentils are so much better for you. Nuts, whatever you want is totally fine. I love playing devil's advocate. Go on. No, th no I was saying like oh. it's really expensive. Um, mm. Posh people, only posh people do it. Well, this is the, it's one of the myths actually. Again, behind it, and yeah, and an interesting and celebrities, celebrities, because it's easy for them. Yeah, they can get a chef in and whatever. Um, I can't get a chef in. Me and my missus, we are the chefs. We do it. She's better cook than me. I can't cook, and. Um, <laughs> but, I, but, but I've been from up north. I've had a few friends who said to me, who were going to do the vegan challenge, and they went, what am I supposed to do up here? What the hell? I go into a, I can't get anything vegan. Now they can. Things have changed. Literally, that's what I mean about 2019. Things yeah. changed. Supermarkets had to put vegan options in their stores. Yeah. Just like they were doing with uh, gluten-free. It's like, you have to do something here. Yeah. Um, and they have, you know, like they've stopped putting plastic on certain fruit and stuff like that. Make a difference. Get it in a plastic bag. In, in a, a <laughs> get it in a paper bag. Bring your own plastic yeah. bags. All that sort of stuff we forget. But it's so important because we've got dogs. We're all right. We pick the poo up with it. You know, we're, we're making a difference that way. It's really funny though, isn't it? Like how you go like plastic, a cucumber covered in plastic. Mm. Stop that. Yeah. But that's because when, what's so fascinating about our country, and again, you'll know this, where the, the more you look into it, cucumbers, they get sent across to Holland first, and they get sent to this country first, and we get ours from Bulgaria. Do you see what I mean? Well, it's not like, for much longer. No, I, I want my no, I want happen. my cucumbers grown in Great Britain because I <laughs> voted Brexit. I voted Leave, mate. I don't think it's. I think it's. It's with. It's now. 
it's not going to change. I think yeah. the, the, the whole deals are still going to be the same. We're still going to get our cucumbers from this place. We're still going to get... They're just going to bargain it differently yeah. because they still need to sell them. They still need to produce them. We still need them. Yeah. It's not like everything's going to stop. In my mind, things are going to carry on. They're just going to be a bit different. You know, I think with anything, yeah, it's like getting rid of uh, an Elka at Arsenal or get Venezuela. Mm. It'll work out in the end. You'll get another striker. You an know what I mean? It's, it's shitty. And, um, where was an Elka good? I can't even remember where he was good. Arsenal. He was good at Arsenal, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, that was it. It was Arsenal. I mean, is that literally it, wasn't it? Or am I being an arsehole? I mean, I don't know the guy, so I don't really didn't follow his career too much after that. It was a bad, a bad explanation. I should have used someone else, so I'd, apologies. I'd, I mean, like, in terms of. Well, we're not going to go down the football wa- rabbit hole because that's something I'm very happy to do. But I don't think anyone <laughs> fucking listens to that. But f- f- sport and veganism is an interesting thing. So there's yeah. that doc- doco on um, Netflix. Game Changers is brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant. And my wife and I watched that and I was like, fucking, I was like, oh yeah. I, I was like, look, I'm sure some of this has got to be a little bit, it can't be... I think there's some there is there's definitely some skepticism around that documentary. Do you think? I think yeah. They, I, they, I don't. Go on. Why? No, what? No, no. I'm 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 not, I'm sure that my wife pointed out there was like um, a Guardian article or whatever, blah blah mm-hmm. blah, pointing out. Of course, it's Guardian. This is the Limehouse podcast. Um, <laughs> what what else do I read? <laughs> yeah, yeah, nothing. So therefore, right. of course, it was the Guardian. Yeah, exactly. So they um, said what? <laughs> oh, I can't remember, but it was definitely something along the, some cynical. That, you know, because it was basically just life-changing. The the the, the plasma test they took. So mm. if you haven't seen this film, they take is it three American yep. football players and they they do a blood test bef- um, um, before and after they mm. go vegan or yeah. just basically don't eat. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I don't know some scientific guy saying that's complete bullshit. But essentially, um, and was that scientific guy paid by the meat industry? Oh, just saying. Yeah, exactly. This is the thing. Don't look into... This is what I find about all this. Don't... You don't have to read all the bullshit. You don't have to read any of it. Do it yourself. How does it make you feel? If it makes you feel better inside and out, do it. That's such if a good way of putting it. it doesn't, yeah. don't. Because... It's like anal sex. It's exactly you like know? anal sex. Yeah. Either do it if it makes you feel better yeah. or don't. It's exactly. fact. And thank yeah. you for making that as a really, really good point to yeah. slam this home. Exactly, mate. You can keep, <laughs> that, keep that for the future. Okay? <laughs> but yeah. I, I strongly believe that. I believe that you have to do what feels right for you. If veganism is not right for you, don't do it. But know why you're doing it. Know where your animals come from. Understand what you're eating and putting in your body yes. that could kill you. Yeah. If you're happy with that, fine. I'm okay with it. Um, if you're not and you go actually I'm doing this like me I feel I mean I feel better I feel healthier I feel stronger like I say I don't get ill as much I feel alive my brain feels ready to tack the day yeah you know I feel like I can do much more not yeah. everyone will feel that way you know people said I lost weight for a while alright maybe I did but maybe that was my natural weight I was supposed to be right I don't know Go to I go to the gym more yeah. you know what I mean whatever it is I need to do to be me and be happy yeah that's all that matters. And I think the same for you, listeners. Whatever makes you happy is important. Forget the bullshit. Forget reading all these articles. Game Changers is amazing. People always fight against it. People always fight against anything because that's what politics is, right? Mm. You have to have the opposite coin. Otherwise, what is, we're all agreeing and it's 1984 again and it's George Orwell and it's, yeah. you have to believe in what you do and be strong about that. That's the, all it is. 
but that like that there's a reason like the, the like i said earlier like attacking the status quo like when you do it and you do it effectively noises start happening mm-hmm. and then or documentaries on netflix start popping up which means something's happening yeah. it's good and people right. complain about it and argue about it but great yeah. because that means we're talking about it it means yeah. that people have gone have you seen game changes oh, i don't believe in it great let's have a conversation right. because you should cut down on your meat fat boy do you know what i mean <laughs> i mean yeah. let's just you know yeah it's it's out come there. on and stop fucking smoking like the worst thing is when you sure. see someone outside a and e with fucking fag in their mouth <laughs> or like fucking yeah, yeah. you know oh jesus Christ outside eating a burger outside yeah yeah totally just you go come on man this is and then they're going into the hospitals because they've got heart problems well are you surprised yeah it's not eating Burger King from offal that's collected from the bottom of an abattoir but but they see that 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 is the the thing there is definitely not finger pointing it's no it's sympathy it's it's empathy but not empathy but it's definitely sympathy because you know People in Go to on. Use, come on, Will. Come to, on. <laughs> to use the Brexit analogy, please people, always bring it back to that. <laughs> people didn't. I'm sorry. I, I don't give a shit. And people know me well enough from this show, but people didn't know what the fucking hell they were voting for because they no, were fucking. True. They were lazy. People have been fucking lazy in this country yeah. for a goddamn generation at least it's easy to do yeah there's so much bullshit so you take the best bullshit that you think but right. yeah but people forget the sacrifice that people made mm-hmm. in the 19 well the late 30s 40s to save us from fucking fuck yeah de- democracy you know yeah. the, from democracy from from, democracy, from tyranny the fucking nazis and that sacrifice and they just they've become very apathetic and therefore we've just gone turned our backs on it we've turned our backs on active democracy and what it means and therefore we've just put all our fucking you know all our actions everything all our resolve into just this is paraphrasing this is this is massive sweeping statements here obviously but you know i thought i had to hold some of it to be true that you know we voted brexit because we're just fucking ignorant and and we do stand outside burger king smoking a fag with a fucking chicken royale with whatever Mm -hmm. the fuck it is on with cheese thinking it doesn't matter yeah. well it fucking does matter it does matter you know but that's because we were you know a lot of people had winked into it and I think this is the same with the meat industry and it's the same with anything you believe in you, you had winked into it you believe that this is the right way but my thing is think differently be, be use your mind to think creatively don't always follow the cheap as it were you know yeah but that's all funny, your funny because you're doing a podcast about um, you know you do a amazing podcast about um filmmaking mm-hmm. and screenwriting and, and the nuts and bolts you know um and following essentially you know people like me like showing them how to follow their dream and believe in themselves and their ability mm-hmm. and it it's all again it's all bloody well interconnected you know it's all just showing people like look if you really want to change yourself you can do it mm-hmm. it's like a it's basically it's like a, uh, I've almost asked my wife on a couple of occasions to listen to your show just to get a fucking idea of where I'm coming from Got you. Okay. As, a, as a writer because she's like dude you're a fucking gardener 
You're not a fucking writer. Bullshit. I, I you know. call bullshit on that. You're a writer who happens you know. to be gardening right Right. And I've... and I've, I that's what that. you want to do. And surely in this world, we should do what we want to do. And if we yeah. stop striving for that, then we just sit back and go, well, then I'm a gardener. Yeah. And, and then, that's okay, but that's not what you want to do. If you want to be a gardener, great, go be a gardener. But it's affecting change, essentially. Mm. And, it, and affecting change is... It's a tricky one, isn't it? Especially when we're talking about you know changing the status quo and especially everyone around you is like fucking into the wrong set of politics but you're thinking and i say wrong because we know now that brexit is wrong we know now that people like boris johnson are you know sycophantic motherfuckers and we we know that that's wrong but being surrounded by people that saying that it's 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 right in a way this is bad but it's no excuse you've got to fight you've got to fight against the status quo Mm -hmm. Um, being a gardener when you want to be a writer being a fucking a painter when you want to be a plumber (laughs) whatever it is you know you've got and it's all connected Mm, it is very much and that's what I believe yeah and I believe you You can be whatever you want to be I never thought wow in any when I changed from being an actor to a director did I think ever that I'd have a movie with a studio that was coming out and now in talks for bigger movies and I'm making a difference in terms of the political world by saying I'm making a, a film about you know, changing the planet. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That's huge. But that's only because I went, let's do it. And I, I'm, I'm of the belief that anyone can do what they want to do. Yeah. You can easily sit back when you're 18 and go, oh, I could have been this, I could have been that. No, you couldn't because you didn't. That's it. That's the end of it. You but didn't you, do it. You have to have the ability to say yes. Yes. Like that. that <laughs> yes. That is such a fucking factor that I'm finding out. Like yeah. the tiny, like, the, that short film that I made earlier, like, Mm-hmm. last year was because people said yes it's only when people start saying no you realize how fucking lucky you were when people were saying yes mm-hmm. it's extraordinary totally but if Some you don't ask podcast. then you won't get a yes yeah i started my podcast because i wanted to talk about my films and make a difference to other people's uh, lives in in any way to go look you can do it too and what's the feedback you've had like from people on your show like listen listening to your show like the listeners what's the feedback what the best the best feedback i ever get and i got one the other day uh literally th- two three days ago saying you inspired me to go make my film um here's what i'm doing now i'm about to go shoot my first film i've actually had someone on the podcast who listened to my podcast a year or so ago, went out and made his film. It's now got released, was number one in the Amazon charts, and oh, came man. on the podcast to talk about it. Fuck. And that, to me, was meant everything because it meant. <laughs> I mean, hey, it wasn't just me. Let's, you know, I'm not blown. You know, I'm not like, oh my god, I'm a guru and I made that happen. No, no, of course he wanted to do it, and that was his vision. But yeah. I helped him in some small way to do that, and right. he, he said that, which was so delightful. And that, to me, is why I do it. Because it's hard work. You know, doing a podcast is hard work. It's not easy. No. You've got to put it up, bag tag it, talk about it, and put yourself out there. And, yeah, for anyone to come back and give you positive feedback is great. But, yeah, luckily we've had nothing but, you know, amazing feedback. And the people who listen are filmmakers and they care about it and they realise they can. Yeah. They can do it. And not every episode is for everyone, you know. Some screenwriters will listen to the screenwriting ones. Some directors will listen to the directors ones. Yeah. Some people listen to them all, and I love you all. But, um it's it's what you take from it you know so I, I, it I've spoken about links and your podcast mm. but what is the name of the podcast where where can people find it I mean I've already done this but I'll probably put this at the front of the show okay you know yeah uh, good luck editing yeah. this um, this is <laughs> this isn't getting edited I'm raw oh really I don't give a shit anymore that, see do you know what I like that yeah I, just, I used to give 
I mean, and I'm not putting down the podcast, but I used to care so much, and I do still care. Yeah. But I think then because I wasn't as good at podcasting, and I mean that in a positive way, not in terms of, oh, I'm amazing at it, but in terms of I learned to be okay with my own voice and okay with what I'm saying. So when I first started, I was editing everything and taking out the ums and the ahs. Now I'm okay talking. Like any presenter, you get better at it. You, you don't um so much. No. Oh, my God. My ums were in unbelievable unbelievable my yeah yeah oh, that's a good one thanks and i've got funnier <laughs> yeah that's that that's debatable uh that is massively debatable no i, I and humor is such a big spectrum you <laughs> know giles let's just go let's with go with oh, that you know do you know what i had someone mention the other day they said no no i really lo- love listening to your podcast because i enjoy laughing and i went oh thank you that's a really good compliment uh, at me yeah, oh. no, I was like that. Yeah, yeah, I know. I clarified that first. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 it's called the Filmmakers Podcast, and I did it, like I say, because I wanted to to make a difference to people's lives. Because I didn't have a British podcast about filmmaking that yeah. really got to the grounds of how anyone out there can go make a film. Yeah, and I get people on from massive Hollywood people to people who made a film for fifty quid. Yeah, how they made it, how they actually fucking made it now nuts and bolts my my thing there when i talk to my 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 people your peeps is your tribe it's not for me just about and this is like a mark kermode summer mo reference it's mm. not it's not about shark you know no, it's, not, it's a, not about shark it it for me your show is is it is obviously about filmmaking but it's also just about taking on anything in your life that you want to how you want to affect change mm-hmm. you know and, and and it is and it's fucking important because it is it's the foundations man it's not we're not talking to people who have got 30k in their back pocket mm-hmm. we're talking to people like for example you've definitely inspired me to like um think differently about my business you know definitely about about gardening for fuck's sake you know which that's what amazing. that's not filmmaking no so it but you that's know. huge. That's really interesting to hear. But wow. yeah, but yeah, but like like Mark, you know, Mark Strong interview. Mm-hmm. It does it does matter who you're talking to in terms of like his his. Um, he was very um, chill. He was very it's grounded. Where did grounded, I that, yeah. and but yeah, and it does make you think about business, and it does make you think about how you're how you're. It does. It just does. And then business, life, relationships, anything that's good, when you're having a good conversation, it yeah. kind of just, it just does. It zigzags between everything. Totally. Yeah. I, in fact, I remember one podcast where you, you reminded me where I was, I was talking about, listen, if you're in a shitty relationship, get out of it. And I was like, oh, fuck. Am I supposed to be saying this? But what I meant by that was take control of your life. If you want to be a filmmaker, go be a filmmaker. If you want to get rid of that person because they're dragging you down, yeah. then I don't want to inspire people to leave things that are good. Yeah. What I'm saying is, do things that are right for you. Yeah. And don't come knocking on my door and say, you made me leave my girlfriend. <laughs> Mate, you wait. That's so not when, that. When you're a fucking millionaire, there's going to be some motherfucker that comes out of the woodwork and goes, <clears throat> yeah. yeah, how do you know I'm not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, Giles. Oh, God, well, see, the thing is, you know, can big I, money from making these films. Can I have 20 quid? No. Just, no? no? I'm not that much of a millionaire. Oh, wow. I mean, what, just like, you're like one quid over being a millionaire yeah it's, it's an I'd indian millionaire so i fucking <laughs> love that kind oh man um no i i i'd really like I've, what i've learned from doing this podcast is i've learned so much about myself in terms of who i am yeah and i never thought i would it's like therapy in a way because you get to talk about you that you'd never do and you 
people hear you talking about this and they take you fucking seriously, which is one thing anyway. But also because you can open up and say, well, this happened to me and I feel shit about this and yeah. I didn't get this job and I feel shit. And as soon as you say it out loud, it becomes okay. Oh, God, It yeah. becomes better. So I think anyone who can speak to a friend, to even on the phone to someone about how they feel will make the world a better place anyway. Exactly. Within, I mean... Because within the industry you're working, obviously you you can't go out and say names and stuff and say this sometimes is one I shit. Do. <laughs> and sometimes you do, and like fine. But it's amazing when I'm like mowing a lawn or whatever the fuck I'm doing, and pruning you know, that tulip. Yeah, prune. Yeah, who who prunes a tulip? I do. Are you crazy? True, tulip, 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 tulips need some love, man. Oh, you mean when they're spent? Yeah, yeah, oh, I yeah. thought you were like talking about pruning. Oh, my God. No, I, I don't know like, what I'm talking about. Forget yeah, it. Move like, on. <laughs> Let it go. I just made it up. Let's not get bogged down in no, pruning tulips. Pruning tulips, okay, man. It was just a saying. It was a funny. It's like, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Thinking about tulips today. Oh, my God. I love them so much. But no, when. when I <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot what I was talking about. But well, it, uh, <laughs> you're so good at bringing me back to what I was actually thinking about. So. Do you know what? It's I've been doing it so long. I've yeah. been, it's like 150 episodes now of the podcast. And I've, like I say, I'm not normally interviewed. So I'm normally the interviewer. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm very cautious of where they're going because I know I've got to edit the fucker. Yeah. So I'm going, right, I need to bring them back to what I need them to talk about because I edit it and yeah. I try and keep it short. Otherwise, it just goes on. It can waft and go on different I don't, places. I don't, I'm done with editing. Yeah, but certainly... that's because your podcast is different to mine. Yours is, yeah. yours is much more about the feelings and how we feel about well, some things. Well, this one is, let me tell you, because mm. normally it's sit you down in a motherfucking room and let's be serious about politics. Mate, we've been serious about politics. Oh, I suppose we have. <laughs> Different you know, kind of. But I've had direction the whole time, so it wasn't. That's a different you know. feeling. Okay. Oh, is that's that something we should talk about is, on a different podcast? Okay, but is that what my my wife probably? Yeah. This this about? is a podcast called I've Got Feelings. I've got feelings. Mm. I got feelings. I'm going to change the world. Yeah. But no, I I encourage anybody to like fucking start a podcast because like about something that is is passionate for them because yep. it's like. You do not know where it's going to take you. Mm -hmm. And also, it is all interlinked. It totally is. If you can open up and talk on a podcast, then you'll be a better person. That, yeah. sounds, that sounded ridiculous, but I mean it. I actually do think I mean that. It just came out, but I mean <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. Because how can you not learn about yourself? Because you've got to suddenly doctor yourself. If you're saying stuff and you're yeah. like, oh my God, that could be outrageous. That could be too much. Oh my God, I need to think about that in my real life. And that's huge because yeah. you understand you. And the more you can understand you, the better you are as a person. Because we go about our lives. I certainly did before a podcast, before I went therapy, before I understood about stuff. In what I'm doing is, I was like, oh no, I'm, I'm, it's not me, it's everyone else. It's not me, it's everyone else. And that actually, as soon as you understand you and that you've got the issues and it's your problem and it's your issue, the better life is. But that's a big fucking step. Sure. That for a guy is particularly a guy. I don't it know is, why it's yeah. us, but it's, it seems to be it us. It makes sense. Well, I was told as a kid, you can't show emotion. Don't yeah. let people know how you feel. Don't cry. Don't do this. Yeah. Whoa, that takes years of getting out of you. A long time. Doing a time. podcast does help that. It really does. And, if, and it makes a difference to people's lives. What I say everyone should do if they've got a business is to have a podcast and write a book. Yeah. 
If you're doing a, a gardening and that's what you want to do, you're doing it on cars, then have a podcast about cars and write a book. Even if 300 people listen, if three people fucking listen, who cares? Yeah. It's you talking about something you're passionate about, which yeah. makes you more passionate, which makes you understand more, you'll research more, you'll love it more, yeah. you'll become aware of it. And do you know what? Suddenly you've got a book out. People take you seriously when you've got a book out. That's so fucking true. I'm bringing a book out, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's why I'm talking about it. So <laughs> It's called Giles Alderson. No, no, I am actually bringing yeah, a book out. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. I kind of got that. Yeah. Right, okay, yeah. It's called what? Giles Alderson's Amazing Feats. <laughs> Uh, no it's just a filmmaker's podcast and what I'm taking is extracts from it about how people can make films I'm taking the best bits of the podcast that's great news we didn't fist bump that time Um, yeah how because I'm giving so much information out and it's so hard to go back and find them I thought well if I take the best bits about pre-production about script writing about production about post about finding money whatever the fuck it is finding Mm. actors working with actors doing stunts working with blood working with animals uh, uh, how you actually finance a movie how you go through the whole post process how you can actually get your movie on Netflix or Amazon or Mm. hey I'd want to read that fucking book holy shit so I thought hang on if I've got Mark Strong on there big actor if I've got Tim Spall on there I've got these massive directors I've had on plus these people have made something for 50 quid then it appeals to everyone. You go, yeah. that's how you make a movie. Yeah. So this is what I'm in the process of doing. Uh, it's going to be a long process because to go through all those podcasts and work it out is a long, long time. But, but you've got them. I've got them. That's yeah. the thing. They're there. And this is why I mean about doing a podcast because it's there forever. And you can always t- take them off if you change your opinion or mind. Yeah. But it's something that you might change someone's life. And if nothing else, it'll change your life. Definitely. Oh, that's, that's a great thing, man. We wouldn't have met if I didn't do a podcast. It's true. Like I, because that led on to the Make Your Film events, which I do, which is a big uh, filmmaking events held in London. Next one's March the twenty fifth. Little plug there. But uh, because (laughs) if anyone is is interested in filmmaking, then do come along in London. Um, Because. But where where is it? it, This one's at Theatre Delhi. The last sort of few now have. That's our little home now. Where's that? Theatre Delhi in Old Street. Have you not been to the one at Theatre Delhi? No. Oh, mate, it's great. It's a great bar. Get 10% off at the bar. I'm scared I'm a 38-year-old who's literally coming out of the closet as a writer. So (laughs) it's a big thing. No, it is a big thing. But what's amazing is you network there. You bring your business cards. If nothing else, you stand and talk to people. It's a bar. People are so open. And then we have brilliant guests on. Uh, uh, We've got some amazing guests for the next one as well. Um, Writer of 1917. We've got Simon Cox, who made a movie of 17 years. But really, we talk about seven because 17 years sounds crazy. And he made it for nothing. It's a big sci-fi film that's now got to number one on Amazon. And it's these people who are inspiring. You know, myself and Dom Lemoire run it. And we just want to inspire people that you can go make your film. That's why it's called Make Your Film. Yeah. And there are definitely people that listen to this podcast that are very very creative and so. being creative is huge i think it's it's vital you stop being creative when we're kids right yeah we can imagine anything yeah we're literally in a room <laughs> and someone yeah. will say right okay you're in a different world now you will go to that different world yeah you'll be in a bubble of clouds you can even maybe do it now in your imagination and do you know what there's care bears everywhere and there's a dinosaur over there you can do it now right your mind is going there I'm a daydreamer. As adults, we get that taken away. We're not allowed to be that. It's suddenly forced away from us that you've got to be serious, you've got to get a job. But actually, that creative mind of us should not be lost. It's so important to be creative. Whatever you're doing, if you're a skier, if you make fucking HP sauce, I don't (laughs) fucking know. (laughs) But it's so important to be creative because that will make you a better person. You'll think about the world more and think about the environment, how you can change anything and anyone is... 
yeah, creativity. Don't lose it. You had it as a kid. Find it. Find now, it again. You're gonna have to do a TED talk soon. This is beautiful. Thanks, man. Yeah, you're so, so. Hey, if anyone's listening, yeah, yeah. To do a TED it's <laughs> so honestly, like seriously, Giles, so passionate. Like it's, I think it's such a, a rare thing for a Brit to be so well spoken about um, their emotions, like but in a yeah, kind of informed way, you know. Because I'm going to LA in, like for the Dare premiere in a couple of weeks, while for the big release, and I've actually had to talk myself out of not being too British. I just say you're going there you can't be well I made this little film and oh it's difficult I have to be I made this amazing film yeah and Knights of Camelot is coming out in July which is my action historical action film I've also made and my Food for Thought documentary is out next year as well big year man. I have to big myself up and not yes. in a bad way not in a oh my god I'm amazing way but cause who else is going to do it no one's going to do it for you yeah and this that's, is it. That's the lesson of life, motherfucker. Yeah. If you don't big yourself up, no one else is going to do it for you. So true. And actually, people don't. People put you down. So yeah. if you don't big yourself up and say, actually, fuck you. I'm all right at this. Fuck you. I will put this out. I yeah. will mention this on Facebook. I will tell the person down the post office. Because do you know what? It makes <laughs> you feel good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not boasting about it. But at the same time, actually, I'm making a difference. If you've rescued a dog from someone, tell every fucker you meet <laughs> that my dog is rescued and yeah. don't get one from a home. Don't get one from some thing on Gumtree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you exactly. know what I mean? Make yeah, no, a difference. Absolutely. But it, it, it is interesting, though, because I... Like, I think as well as if your art is good, mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? Like, if say for example, you and I met through um, obviously your podcast, but then uh, a film, uh, Serial Killer's Guide to to Life, uh, to Life. Yes, that I managed to produce, which is yeah, amazing. she's out now, by the way, everyone. Which is a fucking awesome film. Thank you. Loved it to pieces. Mm. That screen in Catford was incredible. Catford Muse, yeah. wow. Um, and you know that that that's a film that you can hold your head. You have to fucking talk about that. You have to be able to go right. I have this film that I was involved with, mm. and if I don't, and if I don't learn to get out of my fucking skin, um, or you can take that through anything in life. Mm -hmm. You know, you you and, and it's just sad like you were saying like when you were a kid, you just learned to not fucking talk like that, mm -hmm. and it's don't show emotions. And what then, a shame. But you get to an age of like 35, 40, and, mm -hmm. and you've, you've suppressed that. Mm -hmm. you, you know. It can be an issue. Hence why therapy for me worked brilliantly. And, and people mock therapy, same as veganism like five years ago. People go, what are you doing? Actually, it's a brilliant thing because you understand you. No one's judging you on this. And I do hate people that... Shop around for the best therapist. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Try, you know, do, do psychodynamic if you can. Really think about what you're doing. And it's the long term. This isn't a plaster situation where yeah. that you'll be saved in six weeks. No, no, no. This is a long-term goal. You're yeah. not going to save your life in that time. Don't Read forget. Bruce Springsteen's autobiography. Jesus. I haven't. That's, that's I a long, long journey of therapy. It's beautiful. Oh, is it? It's amazing. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. But carry on. No, Sorry. no, but I think it's important. I think we can improve ourselves and... And we can, we can, I've been banging on that and make a difference, but I do think that, I actually do. It's the first time I, I feel like I'm saying this out loud on your podcast now, and I actually mean this, that everyone can make a difference, whatever yeah. you believe in, yeah. but just do it in the right way. Understand it first before you start shouting from the rooftop. Understand before you start slagging someone off on social media Absolutely. and saying, how dare they do this? Yeah. Well, fuck you. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Shut up. Yeah. So, and, and do not ever, ever slag off someone's film if you haven't bought it 
If you've bought it, you're right, you've got a right. But do you know what? Maybe shut up about just it. Just be careful. Be like, careful. There's, there's, there's someone that has absolutely died nearly making this Totally. Thing. And actually yeah. probably have. Because going making a film is one of the hardest things, maybe uh, to having a baby, that you will do. It's really, really fucking hard. Yeah. And people take it as, oh, the film's like, oh, fuck you, it's a bit shit. It wasn't good enough. Yeah. What do you expect? Yeah. yeah, 20 quid and a fucking piece of blue tack. <laughs> yeah. What do you expect? <laughs> Give them a break. If you didn't like it, shut the fuck up. Yeah. But yeah. if you ever download a film for nothing, for free on these torrent sites, do not ever, ever, ever go and put a review up saying you didn't like it. How fucking dare you? Yeah. That's someone's money and hard work and time. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Tell your mates if you want, but do not put it online. I yeah. fucking hate those people. Oh man, they're scumbags. Scumbags, what's wrong with you? But that's also like the whole social media thing, man. Like the yeah, whole man. like- different, different world, that one. Yeah, I mean, God, geez, I don't want to get started on social media. I don't have it personally. I just know how to turn my phone off. Oh, do you? I can't because of the yeah. podcast, because of what I do and what I'm, I have. I, I'm trying to constantly tell people about this film or this offer or this deal or my podcast yeah. or what I'm doing. So I have to do it as a, it's my political platform to yeah. talk about filmmaking and how you can be a better filmmaker and how I can make you a better person in some way, whatever it is. Yeah. So I don't switch off from it, but I sometimes get the shit. But because I'm not involved in the shit, y- yeah. I don't. You know, if there's ever someone put something negative, I just ignore it. It's very rare, thankfully. But if someone does, I, I was going to say it's like a plethora of like you know, um, uh, oh my god, what's her name that recently took her own life? Yeah, yeah Caroline Flack. It's yeah, horrific. Caroline. Yeah, I mean like the whirlwind of shit. Yeah. But like, I think there are certain people that need to learn how to turn their fucking phone off. Like, but this is it. These people are sad people who are hiding behind their phones their keyboards because yeah. they don't have anything to say themselves yeah forget that shit if someone on TOWIE pissed you off fuck off yeah. go do something different go <laughs> yeah. mow a fucking lawn and talk about that pissing you off yeah. go to uh, Thailand and rescue a dog and talk yeah. about that pissing you off yeah. that's a point not slagging someone off on some reality program get a fucking grip yeah do yeah. something different do something with your life and make a fucking difference that should be my quote today. I've said it far too many fucking Wh- times. Which was, what's your quote of the day? <laughs> Make a fucking difference. Make fucking, yeah, but <laughs> honestly, like the, the thing that I always get really stuck on, um, not stuck, but... Yeah. Uh, and, and you do learn this over life, these, these, these little things that come, al- come along, these sayings that percolate in your mind and you, you end up sticking to. Mm. But mine is definitely that life is... is and it's so... Yeah, it's, it's, it's Hollywood, but it is a miracle, man. Your life is a motherfucking miracle. Do you want to spend it doing mm-hmm. just factory 1984 bullshit? Or do you... I mean, okay, 1984 is different because everyone was fucking controlled. But, you know... I know what do, you, yeah. do, you know, it's Do like, you want to be like everyone else, following the sheep, slagging people off? Or do you want to get out there yeah. and do something with your life? Yeah. Do something. And that's why I think people should listen to your podcast. Because it's not about film it is about filmmaking but it's not about filmmaking it is about it but it's not it's, i appreciate it's, that it's, it's it is a good it's nice it's a to hear thing. actually because it is yeah we do we like say we, we talk about the internet so we bring in life within that as well yeah. and how it can hurt and how we get upset when things don't go right and you know I, I've, and i've got to be quite careful i can't be too honest yeah because spielberg's the, an asshole well, yeah, that, and then suddenly never work with Spielberg. So you yeah. couldn't do that, for yeah, example. Exactly. You can't slag off the production company you just work with. You can't do it because yeah. <laughs> that would be career suicide. This is mental. my job, and why would I? You know, this is. Yeah. But I, 
can talk about it in the right way and the positive way. And I hope that I breed positivity. That's my aim with it, is to say, look, it's hard, it's difficult, but if you believe in yourself, go out and make a film. Yeah. Go out and do something. Go out and set up a restaurant. Go out and set up that dream you've always wanted to do. Don't sit behind a desk if you're not happy. Yeah. If you really want to do it and you believe in it, go do it. Because you know what? If it doesn't work, it's all right. Exactly. Exactly. It's not the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. It really isn't. You People tried. always think that, man. I know. We're so scared of it in a relationship, in in a job, in life. Oh no, because then I'll never work again. Yeah, maybe it'll be but hard for a bit. Specifically, romance tried. as well. Romance is yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. I I used to love this. Um, there was a podcast. What was it called? Dear Sugar. Okay. I used to fucking love that because it was people talking about their weird shit really openly really just brave mm. really it was pretty americanized but well it was run by americans hey great but um the woman uh, cheryl strayed who wrote um wild okay so oh, wild, wild the film yeah well it turned into the brilliant film with yeah. what's his face Reece, that's amazing Reece weatherspoon like, yeah yeah, yeah that was great film. fucking the book is brutal but i was like you know that that is this is an amazing show talking about fucking reality like read the real shit you know like changing yourself realizing you're a bit of a freak we're all freaks mm -hmm. i love that mm -hmm. together but anyway i was gonna say i've really we should really cut people are gonna be switching off in their droves by now i love a, a two-hour podcast though Mate, a two-hour podcast people are gonna look at that and go hey listen to that. if you've got <laughs> if you've got this far fair fucking play hour and eight minutes right now i think it was it's probably about an hour and a half <gasps> I did want to talk about political films, but I think we did. Maybe, but we've gone off on our own. Let's maybe I think leave that. We'll, we won't do that, but maybe we'll do it another time. Yeah, I'm happy to do um, that. And you know, you can bring in um, Dan Richardson, yeah, or, or yeah, or, or we could like you know talk about um, Gary. What, what's that fucking film? Gareth um, Gates. <laughs> Gareth Gates. I what's that film with the the uh, Gary Oldman, the spy movie set in the sixties? Um, um, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Yes. We'll get that guy in. Gary Oldman will We'll sit get Gary Oldman in. Yeah, we'll get him in. Mark Strong will probably come and talk about that. Mark Strong, definitely. He's in that. He's, and he's also in Zero Dark Thirty, which is another brilliant Zero film. Dark Thirty. We, we can't go down this rabbit hole now. We what can't. a film. We can't. We can't. You've got to get home. Yeah. You've got to get home. Yeah. Fuck me. Yeah, it's yeah, It's five yeah. to ten. Yeah, we've spoke. <laughs> we've, we've talked. Right, okay. Well, say, say goodbye. Listen, thank you very much, uh, those who have listened to this far. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. Delight. Thank you. What a lovely guy. There we go. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>